Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. I'm Jenna Sawicki. And I'm Nate Wendt. We hope everyone had a fantastic holiday and New Year's. Today's podcast features Jennifer Anholt Shibano, who is from St. Charles but now lives in Bozeman, Montana, and is one of the three brilliant owners of Beautifully Equipped. Beautifully Equipped is an organization dedicated to helping people find their genius through collaboration which is perfect because that is our focus of today. Jen, thank you for coming in, and how are you doing? Thanks for having me. No, it's an honor to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, so we'll get started with some questions here. Go ahead, Nate. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, family, hobbies, experiences, you know, time in St. Charles, so anything like that. No, absolutely. So I grew up on the east side of St. Charles. Uh, my whole family still is pretty much living here. I'm the only one that's outside and living in Bozeman, Montana now. So any excuse I can get um, and have to get back to St. Charles, I take it. And it's always fun to, to come back to town for sure. So, um, yeah, my family still lives here. Um, my sister's raising her two daughters in Wayne. Okay. And um, I just, I will always have such a, a strong spot in my heart for St. Charles, you know, having grown up here and um, feeling a lot of ties back to the Midwest. But given that my husband told me that, you know, that was a non-negotiable, we're going to live <laughs> right. in Bozeman and that there's, that's off the table. So yeah. we've made that home. And, but like I said, it's always nice to get back um, to this area for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah I remember one of our, uh, David Petrella, he was on the show before, he said, uh, you know, it seems like all the roads lead, lead back to St. Charles. And, yeah. you know, I think that's, you know, very much the case where it's like, you know, you feel that tide kind of like come home, see the area and stuff like that. So Absolutely. Um, no, and just the people are great. You know, I think it's um, not only how great St. Charles is as a town, but the people that call this place home, I think, are just tremendous individuals and really kind hearts right yeah that's that's good to hear we we feel that we feel the same way yeah. about our about our downtown and our town in general so that's awesome so all right here's the the toughest question of the <laughs> podcast for the second one so if you were the queen of saint charles for a day what would be your first proclamation and why so i would want to close down main street and okay. host an open table for dinner and oh. have everybody like eat a big together. communal dinner. Yeah, and everyone just brings something to share. Yeah, you pass a hot dish. No, yeah. um, <laughs> but I just think that there's something about having everybody get around a table and having conversation and getting to know your neighbors, and I think bringing that to a downtown space would be such a cool experience and allow people to really get to know their neighbors all right within okay. the city. that'd be a really long table be really <laughs> long, yes but I, it, it, you know, the queen has you know dictated to us what our next step is here so yeah. <laughs> the queen has spoken and so when's like the date yeah I'll fly so back in for that too. Yes, absolutely just for you that's awesome no it's a great idea and i think it would be an opportunity for um everyone to kind of break bread and that there is some bonding that would definitely go in on that so i think that's a great yeah. great proclamation for your first yeah. for well, your first chance for really. the restaurants to to get some yeah showcase like we yeah. have some awesome chefs in our downtown that would be like really willing to showcase their their skills have and a great way to collaborate yeah we're already in we're already we've already, <laughs> we've already hit the collaboration button here five points for me you yeah. get it you did it <laughs> okay so um we know that you're living outside of downtown but um when you w were in st charles what were some of your favorite places in downtown st charles that you liked your favorite restaurants favorite bars favorite retail anything like that 
Well, I have to give a shout out to the pub 222. Okay. <laughs> Our friend circle refers to it as the triple double. I don't know <laughs> if other people do that as well. I <laughs> haven't heard that term, no. but I like it. Yeah. So now you can, you, you can coin you that. You can but adapt the, it. Yeah, the triple double um, pub 222. I just think so many fond memories within our circle of friends. And to me, that's like the Cheers bar where everybody knows. Oh, your truly, name. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, they've always had a good staff, and just I don't know. I love the experience, whether it's you know sitting on the patio in the summer or right. the inside ambience is 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 great. And yeah. so that's a a spot that I always hit when I come home for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean that patio during the summer is just it's gorgeous. It's an yeah. awesome place. Like. And it just feels like you're sitting, like, in a garden. Yeah, it's a hidden room. gem, for yeah, sure, that Yeah, and you wouldn't notice there. Like, you know, if you're walking kind of along Main Street, you would, and don't, like, take that right onto, what street is that? Is that, like, third? Uh-huh, third, yeah. Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even know it's there. Right. You would just be like, oh, yeah, there's just a bar here. And then you walk outside, and it's, like, Garden of Eden back there. <laughs> yeah, it's very beautiful. Yeah, no, so. for sure. So I would definitely I would say Pub Two Two Two. Okay, That's awesome. I like it. Okay, so we talked uh, very briefly about uh, beautifully equipped. So can you take us a, a little bit more through that? Talk a little bit more about the organization. How did it start? What's the reason behind it? Um, any challenges or successes? Whatever you want to give us, we'll take. No, absolutely. So, beautifully equipped, otherwise known as B, came to came to be um, <laughs> just a little bit over two years ago in that that's when the formation of the business started. But um, the catalyst was there was four of us that were meeting together for about two years that we were meeting on a monthly basis and were part of a group that we had formed called a mastermind group where it's just a collaborative space. We all came from different backgrounds, but we would help one another get unstuck and present challenges that we were facing and get feedback. What were your uh, four backgrounds? So we had, at that point, there were six of us, um, but there were um, a marketing strategist, myself with a background in finance. We had Kate, who has a background in art and is also um, a teacher at a university. Um, We had another gal that had a health background that was doing... um, basically like one-on-one coaching in the health space and then another gal that was an architect so oh wow very, very wow different. Yeah, yeah very different perspectives yeah different and worlds at the point that we formed b uh it happened it was just four of us and we came to one of the meetings and ironically all of us had presented something where we had the desire to get on the online space okay. we saw that there was a lot of value either in creating content or um, being able to reach a wider market than what was just in our immediate area. And so as Kate always eloquently states kind of the, not necessarily the obvious, but one of the gals in our group, after we had all gone around, she posed a question to us and she's like, well, why aren't we doing this together? I mean, it sounds like we all want to get on the Mm -hmm. online space. We don't know how it looks why don't we navigate this together? Yeah. And right. that's where B came to, to, to be, be. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was amazing because I was looking to get on the online space and provide value more from um, a standpoint of finances and individuals, you know, trying to get access to information that was of value and not have to thumb through and like figure things out on their own. And I think that there's a lot of great people that are doing that online now, but 
I didn't know if I could do that by myself, nor did I, I don't think I wanted to. Right. And so being able to collaborate with this group of women to create a podcast and have the opportunity to have conversations and share resources through what we were creating was really exciting to me. And the catalyst really was, I mean, we we thought it was going to be a lot about masterminding, like how to do it. And can you give just a, a brief background on masterminding? Yeah. So for those of you that have not read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, that's kind of where the, the term got coined from. Yeah. Because he talks about the importance of um, putting multiple minds together so that you can come up with a better solution through a mastermind is what he called it. Okay. And so that that's really the the concept. Yeah. Um, and a great one, a great concept. Yeah. yeah, and they look different to different organizations or different people that utilize them. But yeah. um, to me, it's you know similar to that of like a leads group or where you're coming together for um, a similar or the same purpose and and trying to solve problems together. And so um, that's really what we thought a lot of the content was going to be about, and it is. A lot of it is about collaboration and. Um, you know, leveraging your collaborative genius. and um, But it's it's been really amazing to kind of see it evolved where now we're currently in the midst of a project called 50 Women, 50 States. Yeah. Where we are interviewing one entrepreneur, one female entrepreneur per state, and they are sharing their story with us. Yeah. I'm a total fangirl of full <laughs> disclosure. I've no, been a total fangirl of, of it so far. It's been uh, I, I told Jen pr uh, previous to recording this podcast that I pull something from every single interview and I learn something that I can apply to my to, to this position and this job like every time I listen. So you guys are really putting out awesome, beautiful content. Well, I appreciate that. And I think it goes, you know, a lot has a lot to do with the people that we're interviewing in that they're being vulnerable and sharing their stories whether it's, you know, what they thought that they were setting out to create to right. a total pivot and is very different than what they thought it was going to be or um, sharing complete failures and having to, you know, what we like to talk about failing forward and figuring out how you can move on and how you can utilize that for a tool to persevere instead of having it be just a roadblock. Yeah. Okay. That's a like that's such a positive way to, to think about it. Um, you have to, because I think yeah. otherwise it gets so otherwise life is too hard. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. start getting bogged down, and then it's like you can't you kind of stop moving and kind of stand still, and you're like you know stuck a little bit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. so, what are some of your the challenges that you guys have faced? I mean, obviously, it sounds like um, you have a smaller group now, um, but then what are also the challenges, but I also want to hear some of the, the, the successes of, of B so far. Absolutely. So I'm going to start with the successes. I feel like we set out to do this and we were very fortunate in the fact that our skill sets are so complementary of one another. There's very few places that I feel like we overlap which okay. I think is a good a good thing. Yeah. But then can also cause for some some frustration or some growing pains. For example, um, I we've uncovered that I'm somebody that has to if it's not just my project and it's not just me making the decisions, 
I have to know exact instructions when other people are involved because I don't want to disappoint. Yeah. And so that came to kind of came to a head recently where it was almost coming across where I wasn't carrying my weight, where it was really that I felt stuck or that I wasn't willing to move things forward until I got everybody's unanimous approval. And and so, you know, that with, like I had said, we don't have a lot of overlaps. There's a lot of blessings, but then there's some things that we have to navigate. And that's one recently that I just think through effective communication and we don't let things fester when something Mm -hmm. is a bother or something is, you're feeling like you're being misunderstood or we we really discuss it and we're intentional about that and i think that the power of communication is is pretty incredible and right. has really helped us because it's not easy to work with other individuals in a business when you've no. been doing things really independently and so if i had to pinpoint one thing that i think we do extremely well it's it's communication for sure yeah okay um, so you guys were almost like friends first because of the mastermind group it was like a support system and now becoming like colleagues so i'm sure there was a shift there yeah but you know friends through the mastermind but none of us really knew one another prior to the oh, mastermind not at all not really <laughs> i mean we had like cross paths or knew each other from, you know, this event or that event. Yeah. Right. So we did become friends through the mastermind, but uh, when we launched the business, yeah, I mean, we were we were having to navigate some, you know, a lot of things. Um, like just, just kind of learning about each other and yeah. kind of seeing where everyone's, like, strengths, weaknesses kind well, of were at. Well, and I think that, and I would assume, and I'm assuming and tell me if I'm wrong, that, you know, when you were in that mastermind, you almost had like your best foot forward, first and foremost. And you kind of put, and when you were talking to, you, you were when you were giving advice or trying to make a breakthrough or brainstorm something, you almost, would, you're, you're putting on your best of your best, right? You're here to help your uh, someone else with a different issue. And then it's, but when you're working with someone, you see every, the nitty gritty detail and the stuff that you might have been able to sort of, um, keep you know behind you or hot not hide but you know sort of like maybe you keep behind the curtain a little bit like that probably all came forward so like you said you got to everyone's strengths and weaknesses came out and it sounds like they're complimentary and that's awesome so yeah yeah I think um you're accurate in a lot of that you know the through the mastermind you do see because when your business is going really well, then like your personal life is in shambles or vice versa. Oh my gosh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> so in the mastermind, we got to see all kind of facets of, of what made up that person. Right. But I don't think that we were, we didn't know that this business endeavor was like even on the radar at that point. So it wasn't like I was scouting these people of like, ooh, Kate's going to be really good at this once we <laughs> launch this business. Because it was, it was like an unknown to yeah. us. Right. So... Um, but we've we've really navigated it well, and I think to still be pushing forward and persevering at this point, you know, two plus years in, I think says a lot for for us working together and and collaborating collaborating effectively. That's awesome. Okay, so you know, you talked a little bit about how um, BE, we'll just call it that from now. Yeah, or B, B. Um, from you know, you guys do podcasting as well. So how? 
can people find you and tune in? Um, and what are some top? Actually, well, the c- cool thing is, so I, I listened to you guys le- yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, I'll check check you guys out. And I listened to one about the loneliness. You know, yeah. Um, how oftentimes, like you know, j- just in today's society, you know, there's so much loneliness that then can turn into all these you know negative things. Like I thought that was like a really cool episode. So like, how do you guys you know come up with some of the topics for? Know, things to discuss on the podcast. No, that's a great question, Nate. So we, um, first off, you can find us anywhere really that you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, um, and just search for Beautifully Equipped. And at this point, we're on like our 63rd episode. Oh my yeah. goodness. And um, so as far as finding topics, it's really we... We present questions to the individual that we've kind of scoped and have an interest or feel like our morals align or what their messaging is would be impactful to our audience. And then we send them a series of questions. And what I think is so interesting is that sometimes what we think is going to be the message based upon their background or what we have created in our head is like not what comes out in the conversation a little bit oh my god those oftentimes i feel like are the best the best podcast episodes ever it's kind of like when you you know when you write an email you know you get the chance to kind of look at it formulate the the thoughts a little bit be like okay this is how i want to respond versus you know when you start talking about it then they start you know, answering them a bit more personally. Right. And that's, you know, I I was a journalist for, you know, a couple of years. So that's what I would notice is that, you know, as if you ask them questions over email, they'd be like, and we will we will formulate a discussion about this versus things are more thought out. Yeah. Yeah. And then then, you know, they start uh, when you talk to them in person, then they kind of that kind of comes down a little bit. Much more genuine. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And and it gets to like their authentic self. Yeah. Right. And in being able to do that, hopefully pretty quickly, but I think that we pick our individuals pretty well. And um, everyone feels very authentic from what I've heard, like very much like and like you said, like, I mean, opening themselves up. I mean, yeah, like here's the good, the bad and the ugly. And it's pretty incredible. Um, They've created like this this group of people that are willing to kind of let everything out there. It I mean, it it like. I can't even express. So one of the first episodes, we got an email from a lady that um, just shared some very personal details about herself in that and was like, I, f- I feel like I was in the room with you guys and feel supported, even though I don't even know yeah. all of you. And like right. to be able to give that feeling to somebody when they really need that i mean it it just it makes you feel really incredible yeah yeah and i can i can attest to that after listening to like you guys loneliness episode yesterday i you know i felt like you know you guys were hitting on some really close topics that i think affect all of us you know i think a lot of these things i can apply to myself and you know come to terms with this and then move forward so i thought you know, that was really cool to have that connection as well. So yeah. Well, and Nate, that episode is actually how I came up with If I Were Queen for the Day. Yeah. Okay. Because when we talked about in, so the loneliness epidemic of just people want to be heard. You mm-hmm. know, they want to feel like you've listened to them. And 
And it was so interesting to talk to Bridget, is her name. Um, yeah. She's an incredible, she's actually an executive director of the, the Bozeman Area Community Foundation. And she'd given a TED talk about this, but just how loneliness has become an epidemic. And if we just mm-hmm. took the time to listen to one another and really sit down and have conversations and ask them how they're doing and not try to insert our opinion or right. give unsolicited advice, Oftentimes, people just want to be heard. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, as simple as that. I thought that was really that. powerful. Yeah, yeah. Just that, you know, it's not about you. It's about them. And, right. you know, being able to, you know, connect with someone and not have to be like, well, yeah, this happened to me as well. Or, you know, something worse happened to me. So, like you the know. one-upper, you know. Like yeah, yeah, the worst. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, exo- it's exhausting. You're like, you think that's bad. Listen to this. Yeah. But yeah. I've also found, and even I've put this down as like an intention for myself in 2019, because I'm somebody that loves to be like solutionary. Is that a word even? No, but, but I can uh, uh, Problem solver. You're problem pr- solver? You are yes. a problem solver. I do that to people where I'm not trying to... Um, you do it out of love. Like, you're trying to solve their right. problem. It's not... But like I need to be better about, like, not not always doing that. So yeah, that's... the art of listening yeah. starts to come into play. That's actually one of the things that my husband and I struggle with because um, he's the director of, um, of his company and I'm the director here. And so all day long, when people come up to us, we are just used to finding solutions. And mm-hmm. so sometimes when we're talking to each other... We just try to find solutions for each other. And I, I'm like, I just want you to say, like, I'm sorry that sucks. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and so sometimes we have to, like, turn off our, our working brains um, to get kind of tuned into each other. Yeah. because we I remember that was what you guys had talked about, yeah. too, was, um, I think it was, uh, what was her name again? It was uh, Bridget. So Bridget. Bridget. Yeah. yeah, she talked about, like, her marriage. Yeah. You know, how when she, you know, started listening and focusing more, she saw a huge improvement, you know, in that marriage. So I think... No, I, I think that it's lessons for us all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to turn this podcast into, you know, a um, like a recap of your like, guys. Yeah. But, but I just thought that episode was just really cool because it also ties into collaboration with, you know, sometimes it's, you know, when you're feeling really lonely, sometimes just about going out to other people and just being like, hey, you know, I have this idea. What are your thoughts? Right. You know, and we can apply that to our downtown businesses right. too, because a lot of time our our businesses are small business owners, and they have tunnel vision of trying to make their business successful, and you know, working on every day they get up and they're just constantly thinking about their business, twenty four hours a day, seven days yeah. a week, and sometimes it's it's lonely, and they want to feel, you know, they want to feel heard, and sometimes they, it's just a phone. It's just like this just need to be heard they want to be listened to and have even if there's nothing we can do about something that they might have a pro- issue with or a problem with i mean it's just it's just listening yeah and it's just listening to those ideas and letting them be heard and then being like okay let me think about that um but you know i like i like that and let's let's see if maybe you know come up with Jen, you're go teaching with, us so much yeah no, go with, go with this idea or go with you know maybe brainstorm your own ideas and start using that you know art of listening to really start collaborating so and it's it is true because they say um, you know the definition of insanity is like looking at the same set of problems with the same set of eyes. Yeah, uh, and you're I coming up with the, I think the it's same going solution. With, yeah, yeah, it's doing the same things over and over again, expecting, and expecting different, different results. results. Yes, and that because my dad tells me that all the time. So but it's it like, is ah. it's it's so true, right? And that's why I feel like, and I hate to like pound mastermind concept into everybody's head, but. 
if there's one thing that I've done since graduating college for these last like 10 plus years, that's been the most um, like formative in my professional world, it's always being part of a mastermind. Because if you're looking at the problem with the same set of eyes, you're, you're going to come up with the same solutions. And sometimes when you're able to throw something out at somebody that doesn't have that baggage of Mm -hmm. being in that industry or saying that's not going to work because this, that, or the other thing, they have a fresh perspective that it's like almost when you ask a child for an opinion or like what their thoughts are, they have no limitation. So sometimes what they can (laughs) come up with is just like, you're like, genius. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so simple, but Let's so move simple. that forward. Yeah. Right. Hello, what's up, Downtown Podcast listeners? This is Nate Wendt, your DSCP events and admin coordinator, and your guide to all things Downtown St. Charles. Welcome to the Break Between the Podcast. Before we get into some news and promotions, uh, I'd like to thank you for listening to the show. Uh, And we at the DSP would like to thank you for listening to the show. We truly enjoy putting this together and hope you like listening. If you really like it and want to come on the show, please let us know. We want any downtown St. Charles business owners, members, or employees of downtown St. Charles organizations, or anyone involved with downtown St. Charles events to come on the show. We would love to have you, so please email info at downtownstcharles.org or give us a call at 630-443-3969 to let us know if you're interested. So here's some better news. We also need volunteers to run our St. Patrick's Parade. If you're interested in being a part of this terrific community event, you can find an application to volunteer on our website, and then you can submit that to info at downtownstcharles.org. If you'd like some more information about what's happening downtown St. Charles, subscribe to our What's Up Downtown newsletter. It's loaded with awesome deals, promotions, and downtown happenings that you don't want to miss out on. That's all we got for the break. Let's get right back into the podcast. So, you know, I, I looked at your guys' website and saw the 2018 Mastermind Accelerator program sold out. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's awesome. But yeah. So are you guys doing it again in 2019? And what does that kind of entail? And, you know, can people from downtown St. Charles sign up for that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So what we rolled out in 2018 was a seven-month um, Mastermind Accelerator. We had people apply to be part of that group. And it was a monthly meeting, and we utilize one of the formats that um, we've got four different structures that we talk about on one of our first podcast episodes that we implemented within our mastermind group. And one of them being what we call the 215-5, meaning that you, in a group, you take the first two minutes, and I would present my challenge and state that to the group. The next 15 minutes, I'm pretty much quiet and just listening to everybody else's ideas that they're giving me insight or have you talked to this person or have you thought about this? And then that last five minutes is where we utilize that for recap and saying, Jenna, I heard you say this. This is how I'm going to move that forward. And we can utilize then accountability because we're taking notes and capturing that to know 
you know, what are the things that they want to move forward so that we can follow up? Because I think so many times, even with that mastermind accelerator, what people were just like starving for was accountability. Okay. And so we uh, incorporated that into the mastermind accelerator. And so that just wrapped actually um, just this last month. And we had amazing reviews. You know, it was the first time we rolled that out. And Nate, with your question, as far as what is 2019 going to look like, we have, um, we've got a couple things that we're trying to figure out right now in that we don't know if we want to duplicate what we did in 2018, where that was just local individuals, okay. or if we are going to roll that out to, uh, basically roll it out nationally. Right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but our, our one concern and just being candid is if does it lose its, um, there's something about being like eyeball to eyeball with individuals. Right. Yeah. And if, can you still experience that, you know, via Zoom or, you know, some of these video conference calls? Right. So we're trying to navigate that, but stay tuned. Um, and follow along on the, the <laughs> website because we okay. will we'll have some answers to that probably after first quarter. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay, so uh, now you have a trademark. The fr- You guys have trademarked the phrase, uh, find your genius through collaboration. Can you tell us a little bit how you guys came up with that and, um, you know, the meaning and feeling behind it? For sure. To me, I think if you would ask each of us uh, that are part of B, it probably would mean not something entirely different, but we'd all have kind of a different spin. Right. My feeling is that it's so hard to know everything, and I don't want to know everything. In fact, there's like certain areas that I have no interest in, but (laughs) I want to know somebody that knows about that Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to learn it, but I can leverage their their knowledge yeah and I think to to be a genius there are people that we come across that that are like that fits them I mean that that is they are they are a genius outright by themselves but what I look for is again not to know everything but I want to be surrounded by individuals that have different expertise that I can tap into not only to utilize their knowledge to help me and um, and leverage, but that they can learn from me different areas that they may not have, um, you know, really been able to corner or, or comprehend that. So I think it's, it's really all about finding that through collaboration and, and the people that you're surrounded by. Yeah, you're like, you're building like an empire, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, of like of resources. Yeah, I mean, it's true, yeah, because so everybody has different things that... The queen is building her empire, <laughs> the queen of St. Charles. <laughs> and then we're going to put you all around the table. Yes. <laughs> as long as we don't have to be classified into houses. Oh, yeah, I won't <laughs> talk about it. I, won't. I told Alyssa I wouldn't talk about Harry Potter on this episode. Um, we I tend to bring up Harry Potter about every There's other There's always episode. at least one time. Not always. Well, that's like my husband in Seinfeld. Yeah, it's so like he just finds a I way think to if bring you, it up. I think if you could go back through the episodes, you, there would be at least one Harry Potter re- reference in each one. No, there is not. Mm-hmm. I think there's at least four episodes where there is not. Mm-hmm. I would say it's definitely more than that. Well, <laughs> there was one episode I wasn't in, so that one probably doesn't have it. That's so true. That that's one, fair. So one. <laughs> okay, um, can you tell us... Um, a little bit more. We touched a lot about collaboration, but, but can you just really 
Uh, tell us a little bit more about it, you know, especially the local businesses, the small businesses that we work with a lot of times. Any advice you want to give for somebody who's thinking about starting yes. to collaborate? Okay, so there's one episode that we did, and it's called Lead With Your Heart. And so Carolyn. Okay. She uh, is back in Bozeman, and she has a studio in town. It's a spin studio called called Zephyr. When you start a business, there's either like abundance mentality or there's scarcity. And there's either collaboration or competition. Carolyn did this amazing job of, she reached out to like all of the other studios that would be considered competitors. And some business owners would probably say, that's crazy. Why would you do that? Why are you leveraging other individuals that are basically fighting for the same pocketbook mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. same clientele? And she she owned it. She went out and she formed incredible relationships with every studio, whether it was another like bar studio, spin studio, gym that catered to the same demographic and was like, let's join hands and make the offering for our clientele even stronger. Wow. And I'll tell you, her classes are always sold out. She invites other, you know, bar studio owners to come and host events at her space. And they do like an hour of yoga, they do an hour of bar, and then they do an hour of spin. And um, I... like a really intense workout. Yeah, that sounds like a really <laughs> long time. But I just think that that's amazing for somebody that, like I said, you can either look at it from like a scarcity perspective or an abundance. Yeah. And when when you see that there is enough for everything everybody to fill their cup I think that that's when everybody served the best and her and how she has decided and been very intentional about how she's running her business um, I think to me is is an incredible example that more business owners should emulate for sure and like they even do spin classes where they donate um, proceeds to a nonprofit every month and they get nonprofits to submit you know, so they pick one every month. Um, and it's just, you talk about really entrenching yourself in a community and raising everybody up. Right. That is a prime example. Okay. Do you think that part of the success in that was almost that because they were able to collaborate, they were able to reach an even larger audience? Absolutely. And so they were able to educate more people on spin classes and bar and all the different things they can, you know, Right. Yeah. Because I think people are like creatures of habit. So once you commit to one thing, I think it's hard for people to give that up and shift and try something new. So when you approach it in a way of, um, you know, being able to promote other companies and similar places within your industry, it does. It builds awareness and it it like presents yourself as we've we've got something really incredible to offer so much so that we're not scared to promote our competitor. Yeah. Right. Like that's confidence. Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. I, I, I think that's really cool. We have you know, we have a lot of like coffee shops in our downtown and um and we've seen definitely a um a kind of a kumbaya between them because uh, it's sort of they're all different kind of coffee shops and you know, one might be good, a great place to uh, sit and work if you need to, like, you know, sit and sit down, put your head down and work. And then the next 
another place might be a good place for a conversation and another place might be great for like a business meeting or um, a creative space so it's um, we've seen that little bit of that but we want more um, of sort of the the kumbaya and the um, you know the we all can succeed together type attitude yeah. that you're that they're creating that's awesome and I think it only takes one business to step up to the plate to show people that like this is what we're doing this is you know we're leading with our heart we're um, and it it's contagious yeah do you have any tips for any businesses that are listening to kind of get started. Well, that, that would really segue well into, so there's one exercise. So we just released a, a workbook, and there's one exercise that we have that's part of the workbook that's called the three C's for business growth. Okay. And it just talks about um, competition, collaboration, and connection. And I think when people really take the time to sit down and think about somebody that, like, you know, if, if I were to spout out and say who do you feel like is your biggest competitor and think about who comes to mind and write that person down and and be intentional about reaching out to that person and having coffee and not to like try and get their inside trade secrets but say you know I really commend you for the business that you're running and tell them all the things in which you respect about them but getting to know one another to know what are their strengths where like your coffee shop example is perfect there are different places that suit different individuals like even my sister when she has to work remotely and not go into the office there's one particular coffee shop that she won't go to she's like I have to like hide myself because it's every other five minutes there's somebody that's walking in that I know and like I can't get anything (laughs) done But, you know, that may suit somebody else that's, like, trying to really entrench themselves into the community and get to know individuals. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so I think, you know, being able to work through and and really, like, knee-jerk reaction. Who's your competitor? Write that person down and be intentional and reach out to them and have a conversation and really figure out, you know, are there ways that you don't overlap, that you can be an advocate to one another that makes sense Um, yeah because it can be really powerful the amount of um just the relationship and how that can build yeah but you know looking at your competition in a different light and thinking of it more of a collaborative relationship than than a competitor it's like it's also being really brave yeah, yeah. Step, stepping outside of the comfort zone, which, mm-hmm. you know, also kind of leads into the, the next question is that, you know, you talked about, you know, the workbook that you have and it's called Be Unstuck. Or, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I saw that it has the warning that the workbook isn't afraid to be a stakeholder, get vulnerable and ask tough questions. So, you know, tell us a little bit about that book and, you know, what um, uh, and what it offers to people. Absolutely. So it's um, it's a book that it's about 70 pages. There's like 10 different exercises throughout it um, where I th- you can really do this individually. We wrote it in a way that we want individuals to feel like there's value in getting unstuck and they can do that on their own. Right. But the way that we've utilized these exercises has really been in a space where it was within our mastermind Um and I think that there's, I don't want to say a lot more that you can learn, but 
I feel like when you do things in a space with other people, there's more conversation, there's more ahas than if you right. sometimes do them just with by yourself. But the exercises are really helpful to to do just that. I think oftentimes we get stuck into our own thoughts. And so it's set to really help either individuals or teams get unstuck and expedite forward movement okay. and work in more collaborative spaces. And I think that, you know, it can be used in a lot of different ways. Like to me, this workbook would be amazing for like leads groups mm -hmm. that are already meeting where they don't have like curriculum or they're trying to always drum up something that they're going to cover every week that they meet. Mm -hmm. this would make those meetings more meaningful. Or if you have a team that they're very surface, they don't dive deep with one another, they're just, you know, very much cooperative, not yeah. collaborative. Right. This would be a book that would be really helpful. Um, you know, we've got a couple people that have reached out that are going to be utilizing it within their internal teams. Um, and we have a couple of Chamber of Commerce that are looking to utilize that within their groups that meet so you know it's a really wide array of who this is a fit for but deep dives you know it's not just surface level type of right working through this and um you know it really requires you to give some honest thought to what's the problem at hand how can you get unstuck how can you think of it differently um you know one example is that the three c's you know viewing cop competition very differently through either connection or collaboration. And so we've got, you know, three pages that are dedicated to really thinking through that in a much more in-depth capacity. Oh, yeah, my wheels are spinning right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good. Hopefully in a good way. Yes, in a very positive way, absolutely. So, And you can purchase that or find the link to purchase that on you guys' website. Is that on Amazon, yeah. too? Yeah, it's okay. on Amazon. Oh, cool. um, you can go to our website. There's an ebook option for $14.99. Okay. And then the hard copy is twenty four ninety nine, but okay. both options are available on our website, or you can go direct to Amazon as well. That's all the time we have for the show. Again, you can catch Jen and her team at beautifullyequipped.com and start learning how to become an effective collaborator. Thank you to all our listeners. Thanks to you, Jen, for visiting us today. And we hope to catch you next time on What's Up? Downtown. <laughs>